Well, it's looking like the Michigan State versus Minnesota game will not be rescheduled, but hmm, should we be angry at Rutgers over there in New Jersey for all of this drama? Hmm, let's find out. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Spartan friends, Spartan family, Locked On Spartans listeners, thank you so much for tuning in to a bonus episode of Locked On Spartans. That's right, we usually do this five days a week, but oh, this drama going on in the Big Ten with the scheduling. Uh, yeah, we had to throw a sixth episode out there this week, but hey, before going any further, this little episode of Locked On Spartans is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. All right, so the the buzz going around online right now um, is all about this Minnesota versus Michigan State game that was postponed last week on Wednesday in the wake of the tragedy on campus. Now, uh, Izzo spoke late on Thursday after practice that, yeah, he's actually a little disappointed that the Big Ten hasn't been more transparent with everything going on. And then after Rutgers lost to Michigan, Coach Peichel of Rutgers was asked, hey, What's the rest of your schedule looking like? Are you going to move any games around to help Michigan State here? And the answer was essentially, nah, no, we're not. (laughs) Nope. Sorry, guys, but we're just going to play our schedule here. Now, to make some sense of this, maybe you're a little confused why I'm bringing Rutgers into the mix here. There's not a lot of days left in the regular season. And for this Michigan State versus Minnesota game to be fit in the rest of the year, where each team can have at least a day break between games... Rutgers versus Minnesota would have to be moved up a little bit into the week. They did not want to move their game to Tuesday because, well, for Rutgers, that would mean they've played Thursday, Sunday, and then Tuesday. There was talk that, hey, maybe you could slide your Sunday game up Saturday. But regardless, okay, that'd be three games in six days here this late into the season. And also for Rutgers, okay, that would also mean two road games in three days for them as well. So that's the explanation for Rutgers right there, and understandably, or maybe not understandably so, you form your own opinion here, there's a lot of Michigan State fans that are not happy with what's going on at Rutgers, happy with Steve Peichel at all there, so, and look, I, I get why people are upset at Rutgers, I mean, God, just the optics of this aren't good whatsoever, uh, Michigan State going through some things right now, and for Peichel to say essentially, like, we're not gonna help you reschedule a game. Sorry about that. Because, look, it's one thing to not have games rescheduled because of COVID as of late, but maybe another because, well, what had this game postponed was a horrible tragedy that happened on campus. But, look, it's also maybe upsetting for us Michigan State fans because, well, the guy in charge here, Tom Izzo, we all know what he would have done. This man would schedule a doubleheader on the road at two different locations if it meant that his team gets to play more and helping out other people. Um, actually, there's a real-life example of this. During the COVID year when Michigan State was shut down for more than two weeks, Tom Izzo agreed to have games rescheduled to the point where it was three road games in six days for his Spartans, and that that road trip did not go well whatsoever. And also, hey, if you're a Michigan State fan uh, that's angry to be robbed of another home game, Completely understandable. There is a finite number of those, and now there's just one home game left on the schedule, senior day next Saturday, instead of having two home games. And uh, really, also, 
Maybe we just should be mad at the Big Ten, after all, right? They are ultimately the rule makers in this whole thing. They are the deciders of things, or uh, so we thought, right? Why did this even come down to Rutgers in the first place? You are the governing body. Big Ten should just go into Piscataway and say, yeah, oh, 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 you, you don't want to move up your day or your game just one day? <laughs> well, too bad. You are. Arrange your flights, rearrange your hotels. You're going to help Michigan State here. So for me, it's not so much anger at Rutgers. It's just disappointment at the Big Ten and just no real authority there whatsoever. Because believe me, I get why Rutgers said no. And this is why I'm not up in arms angry at Rutgers. I, I get everyone that is very upset at Rutgers, at Pykel, their select department. But for me, I'm, I'm not just furious at them. Um, and let me explain why. Us Michigan State fans and what we just talked about with Izzo, how he would schedule double headers if he had the chance to, I, I don't think that's normal in college basketball. Yes, there are coaches like that that would you know happily do that. But I think as a whole, putting a team through that gauntlet, especially this late in the season... It's probably the majority of what coaches would not like to do. Uh, and also, we also got to look at what's going on with Rutgers right now. They look they, they look terrible right now. They, they've lost four of their last five. I'm sure any inconvenience does not look great for Steve Peichel for his team moving forward. Yes, he should be thinking about Michigan State, you might say, but he also should be looking out for his team too, and they are slipping. Right now, Bracketology has them as a nine seed in March. They hit the road to Penn State this weekend. That could very well be a loss. So, yeah, any sign of turbulence, I think I would try to avoid if I was the Rutgers head coach as well. And also, there's not going to be any shortage of games to be played this late this season. You have the Big Ten tournament on the horizon, or should they even make March Madness? You want fresh legs or somewhat of fresh legs for that tournament as well. So I I get it from the Rutgers' point of view. And I'm sorry if that is going to upset some people. I get it. Um, because, yeah, optically, just PR-wise, looks terrible. But, look, if you're the head coach of Rutgers and things are going the way they are and you want any semblance of simplicity to end your season, I, I think I would take it too. If I was Pykele. Now, there's a big concern, too, among state fans about what this is going to do for Big Ten tournament seeding and NCAA seeding. There's a lot of chatter about that. Like, hey, we want that Minnesota game. It's going to help with Big Ten tournament seeding. And I'm here to tell you that's actually not true. Mostly. Uh, there are some very rare circumstances where adding this game would help the seeding. But, really, uh, for Michigan State... There is almost nothing that can be done with or without this Minnesota game. Now, the biggest game coming up is Saturday. If Michigan State wins Saturday and then they win their next two games, they beat Nebraska and Ohio State, if they went out, they pretty much have a double bye locked up for the Big Ten tournament. Now, it's pretty simple. If you lose any of the next three games, then okay, you're only getting the single bye. Um, there are some really rare circumstances. Some, I mean, God, I, I was on this website all day. I'll throw it in the YouTube uh, description below and the podcast description, but it's bball.notnothing.net, and you can play around with all the situations to end the season. I spent way too much time on this. If Michigan State loses Saturday, there is a circumstance where they can get in, but no, this is a long way of saying that the Minnesota game is irrelevant for Big Ten tournament seeding in 98% of circumstances, 
Really, the easiest one is, hey, if you win out, you get the double buy. If you lose any of these next three games, you are going to be starting the Big Ten tournament on Thursday. Now, some of this seeding is, okay, it's between a six seed or maybe a seven seed if they have this game added. But even then, not, not really. So I just want to dispel that right now is that th this Minnesota game really doesn't have much to do with Big Ten seeding. Now, NCAA seeding. If anyone is worried about that, what a Minnesota game can do to NCAA seeding, it does even less than what it would do to Big Ten tournament seeding. Um, look, <laughs> the Buffalo win was more impressive. The Brown win was more impressive. The Portland win was more impressive. And this isn't me doing one of my bits where I'm trying to be Mr. Haha Funny Guy. No, all those three teams are higher in the net rankings than Minnesota. Minnesota is atrocious. Atrocious. A win against them would do absolutely, positively nothing to Michigan State's seed line in March. Whereas a loss... Okay, you can actually lose a seed line by losing to Minnesota. Now, would they lose to Minnesota? Bart Torvik has you as a 16-point favorite in that game. It'd be very unlikely they lose. But it is a risk for a sensationally, sensationally low reward when it comes to NCAA tournament seeding. I mean, I, I quite literally cannot think of a more irrelevant conference game in my lifetime then Spartans versus Gophers this late in the season, it would mean almost nothing. So if you're worried about that, I'm here to tell you, don't worry about that. It's all going to be okay. Now, I did hear some people say like, uh, you know what, th this game could um, be a real good rallying point for the team. They get another home game, start feeling good about themselves. And to those people, respectfully, were you sleeping on Tuesday night? Did you miss the home game when they beat top 20 Indiana by 15 points? There is nothing they could do against Minnesota that would make them feel any better than how they felt after Tuesday night's game. You want the rah-rah rallying cry? You want this team feeling good about themselves? That happened. That happened on Tuesday against a top 20 team, not a team that's rated outside of the top 200 in the net rankings. And hey, also let's say this game was rescheduled for next week. Do you know what that would mean? That would mean a game on Saturday, a game on Tuesday, a game on Thursday, a game on the next Saturday. That's four games in eight days. Ahead of a Big Ten tournament where you could be playing back-to-back-to-back, -to -back -to -back, dare I say, to back games. Right now, Michigan State is trimming their lineup now down to seven guys, sometimes eight. And it's not like we've had injury issues so far this season. No, that never happens. Okay, of course it does. I... 40 minutes against Minnesota just seems like 40 unnecessary minutes where you're only risking injury. And I just, look, I, I get it. I, I get why people are upset. I get why people are disappointed. But from Big Ten tournament seeding, okay, from NCAA tournament seeding to just the unnecessary risk for this team, I think maybe actually Rutgers kind of maybe somewhat saved Michigan State from a really bad idea of rescheduling this completely irrelevant game. No disrespect to Minnesota. Ben Johnson, I'm really rooting for you over there. You seem like a great guy, but good God, it's just a terrible season over there for them. So, no, I, whatever losing sleep is, I'm doing the opposite of losing sleep over this one. Um, but, yeah, at the end of the day, too, just be mad at the Big Ten. God, just grow up. Grow up here. All right. Hey, before we get you out the door here. Fan Duel Sportsbook. Oh, it's the best time of the year. Yeah, no, there's no football, but... 
it gets exciting during basketball season, especially conference tournaments coming up. We got March Madness coming up. And if you are a new FanDuel Sportsbook customer, you're going to get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's right. You get bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win up to 1000 smackaroos. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, super easy to use, and you get paid instantly by Mr. FanDuel. You are not sitting around for days just waiting for that money to hit your account. No, he doesn't horse around. You get paid immediately with FanDuel. And, hey, that's right. You could even... Raise your payday with the same game parlays, just like I did last Tuesday. It was a great time. So don't miss your chance to get on the action of the No Sweat First Bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NBA. And if you got more time to kill on this beautiful day, hey, we still have a lot left from the Spartan Strongathon. We're just going to dump that on you right now. Uh, just everything left from Monday night's live show on YouTube. A lot of great questions. Hopefully some good answers. Uh, you will be the judge of that. But yes, here is the rest of our Spartan Strongathon from Monday night with Will Hunter. Kevin writes in, now this is a lengthy question, but a fun one. Prior to the pandemic, my friends and I had a trailgate tradition where we would travel to a Power 5 school to watch them play a mid-major and root for the underdog. That's awesome. Just that's go right awesome. to the mouth of the yeah. beast. Uh, that's, yeah. that's great. Uh, now, now the, he has some good games here. The group went to Pitt versus Rice, and the last one we went to was the Georgia State upset in Knoxville against Tennessee in 2019. That's awesome. That's unbelievable. Hindi writes, we want to start the tradition back up. My question is, can you two help narrow down intriguing games this year for us in 2023? We want to factor in upset potential, campus mm -hmm. game day environment, local nightlife, no FCS, no FCS teams unless they're top tier, and no Power yeah. 5 versus Power Five, West Virginia and Penn State are usually thrown out as solid destinations, but unfortunately the schedule doesn't look good for either. So um, okay. those teams. So with all that said, now before I answer this question, Kevin, nothing's going to be 2019 Georgia State upset in Knoxville, right. Tennessee. That's unbelievable. Like, let's go, Dolphins or Panthers. Let's That's go, Panthers. Crazy. Now I might be breaking the rule. I, I got four right in front of me, and they're all September games. I, I I might be breaking the rule with this first one, but God, this would be an awesome game to go to. It's Ole Miss, but not at Ole Miss, Will. It's at Tulane in week mm -hmm. two. Mm -hmm. Ole Miss at Tulane. I, quite frankly, don't even know who's going to be favored in that game, so it might not even be a thing where you're rooting for an underdog, but, like, you want Tulane's nightlife? Good. Okay, like, I think that's going to be pretty solid nightlife to where you are, uh, just campus, stadium, uh, just where the program is at, coming off that Cotton Bowl victory. And then Ole Miss, you know, the SEC team, that's always – spicy i think is a good way to put it so that'd be a good one old miss at tulane in week two i have two week three games highlighted fau at clemson i just think it'd be really cool to go to clemson i think mean, it would be cool that's that's there's no upset potential there though i it, it, correct so I, i'm really you know using upset potential quite liberally here uh, but work with me I, I was really going for campus and game day experience for that one yep. this one isn't power five and i feel bad about that but east carolina at app state I've only heard incredible things about anyone that's ever gone to Boone Boom. for a game at App yeah. Appalachian State. Um, it, that is a, an a AAC game, I believe, and then the Sun Belt uh, being Appalachian State. So no Power 5 there, but I just think that'd be a, a sweet game to go to. And then another one that is um, Group of Five versus Power 5. Oh, God. Unless does, – does UCF enter the Big 12 this year? Crap. I might have – No. Okay, good. Okay, perfect. UCF at Kansas State. Go live it up in Manhattan, Manhattan. Kansas. Week 
four. That's right, baby. That's right. The old reigning Big 12 champs. So, yeah, get on the Gus Malzahn train. Go get yourself a Citronauts shirt and uh, sit down in Manhattan, Kansas. I can't imagine the nightlife is all too great there, but that would be a unique trip to take. So, hopefully, those are good options. I would maybe even say East Carolina at App State because, look, nothing's going to get better than that Georgia State at Tennessee upset. So those, those are the, the, the four that I've written down for this trailgate tradition, which is awesome. Very jealous of this tradition. Yeah. That's really trailgates. Really cool. And like a great name for it too. It, it, it's great. Branding. Great branding. Um, Hunter writes in my Wait, question is, a, oh, I'm so sorry. You get to answer it. And I don't get that's to on me. It. That is entirely on me. I'm sorry. Hand up on that one. Sorry. Sorry. Go on. Um, I'm currently like at, sh- yeah, I'm at that one. Sorry. This is the one where I sh- should have uh, looked it up better. So I've got here. Let me make sure this is accurate. CMU at Michigan State. CMU at Michigan State. <laughs> Richmond Spiders at East Lansing. <laughs> um, no, not quite. All right. Uh, I've got. Uh, no, it was wrong. Hold on. J- Jason just wrote in Miami of Ohio at Miami, Florida. Miami versus yeah. Miami. I saw that. Oh, if you get down to South Beach for any game, go for it. Yeah, it's right. It was in week one. I thought it was week two. All right. My first one, as I'm scrolling through the week two schedule, is Coastal Carolina at UCLA. Oh, that that is a good one. Get in the minivan and go over. Yep. Mm -hmm. September Mm -hmm. 2nd at the Rose Bowl. We know if you've been paying any attention to college football in the last couple of years, like I know, yes, they lost their coach. Coastal's still going to be, I think, fun and interesting. Grayson McCall is back. He hit the portal, and he is back. Back. And, I, you know, I, not that I think they're going to beat UCLA because UCLA should be pretty good this year, right? Um, but that's still super intriguing, and it, like a matchup you never see. The color clash of uniforms is going to be great. And it's, you know, it's the Rose Bowl, California weather. Like, I think that is a really good one. Maybe a little pricey on the trip range, but I think that uh, would yeah. be a good one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that might be a little Slightly. pricey. All right. I got another one here. Okay. This is fun. This is like a regional thing, uh, historic stadium, and maybe some upset potential and could be a lot of fun. How about going to Norman, Oklahoma, and an SMU pony shirt. Ooh, I love that. Oh, that God, that be, might be the answer. That might be. That the could answer. be fun. That might be. That could be fun being an SMU fan. I, I, SMU is usually pretty good, right? Oh yeah, yeah, dude. And off the heels of a six and six season from Oklahoma, where Venables is kind of like already on somewhat thin ice. Like, oh, be there for the ice breaking. Be there for the ice breaking. Oh, that's like, great. That that. There's a lot of potential in that game to be yep. uh to be screwy right to, sure. to get some, sure. some very nervous sooner fans that they could win 60 to 7 60 to 20 whatever but they like also could lose 60 to 7 if if <laughs> if lose. smu goes to oklahoma and it it seems like like a really cool place to like go for a game like one of those stadiums you're like you, we've seen it on tv a bajillion times mm-hmm. i just one of those things like hey that's that'd be a cool place to check out if you get to go there and sort of see it, see the nervous Oklahoma energy, you, you know, remember when Army took them to OT a couple uh, of years ago? Yeah. 
That was a yeah. pay-per-view game. Oklahoma yeah, fans paid sixty dollars to watch yeah. from home, <laughs> and, and right. half of the half of the appeal of it was watching the tension, like literally watching the tension. You could watch oh, yeah. the tension. That's um, great. College so that's Pierce one. Yeah, yeah. This is this is group of five versus group of five, but UCF is traveling to Boise State this year. That's a strong one. That's interesting. I've always wanted to go to a game uh, at the Blue Turf, and that's two like perennially strong group of five teams. So that would be a fun one too. I'm going to keep looking at the list. I'm going to find another one or two and I'll throw them out there, but you continue on to the next question. Emery writes in a very fun one. How would you describe the colors green and white to someone who is colorblind? How would you describe the colors green and white to someone who is colorblind? I have my answer, uh, but you are batting first. Do you want to defer or do you want to answer this one? Yep. White is bright nothingness. Okay. One one for one. Okay. There we go. <laughs> Green is strong and sturdy, but not overbearing. Oh, wow. Okay. We took this question differently. Um, oh. Okay. All right. Here we go. Okay. Showtime. I'm describing um, it to a blind person. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, colorblind. So, like, they, they can colorblind. See. Yeah. Excuse me. Colorblind. Sorry. So, how would I dis- oh, describe? No, I'm no, I'm going for it. I'm going for my answer here. Um, so I would have the person close their eyes or maybe even put a blindfold over them for like a good 20, 30 seconds, get total blackness. And yeah. then I'd say, okay, you're good to open your eyes. And then uh, right when they do that, well, bam, we hit them with a flashlight. And they're going to be like, what, the, what was that all about? Like, did you see how bright that was? What, did you see just blankness? Like, okay, so that's white. We're on the board there. <laughs> so, okay, it's- you're doing the how you would physically show them. Yeah, how I would physically describe them. What? what yeah. Which okay. might not be what the question asked. I don't know. We're that going for it. I don't think it works that way. We're pot committed, so we're going for it. Uh, here we yeah. go. And then green. Um, I would just keep on putting vegetables in front of them and then eating it because, like, when you eat like a, a vegetable or something, like it just tastes like green, you know. And I would just keep making them That's, eat you know it what? until they understand. It's it's kind of like yeah. when there's like a, a language barrier and you're talking to someone that speaks only Spanish, but you want to say something in English. So instead of trying to relate with them. You just scream it louder and louder and louder as if volume will make them bilingual all of a sudden. Like I'm just going to keep force feeding them cabbage, (laughs) spinach, green beans, if you will, until they understand like, this is what green, this, this is what green looks like. It looks like how it's tasting right now. And then just keep on force feeding them rabbit food until they give up. So I'm going to partially blind them and then um, put them on a torture rack and, shovel into the mouth so right. yeah it's very mean what i'm doing but look i'm i'm trying to accomplish the task here so yeah all right i got a couple more for the okay. for the trailgate um okay. iowa state is actually playing on the road at ohio next year oh that's a night that wow that's so you why? can be why? part of the home crowd yeah <laughs> you can be part of the home crowd of a, of a group of a mac team trying okay. to take down a big 12 team that's interesting okay. that could be fun uh, Georgia Southern at Wisconsin could be a lot of fun. I've never yeah. been to a game at Camp Randall, but it's a great venue. You know, maybe some upset potential there. This one has zero upset potential, but it would just be an all-time fun game to go to. Um, Hawaii at Oregon. Oh, God, sure. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, like, that's the vibes game. The yeah. vibes game. Let me, yep. Let's go check a game at Austin, which is a great place, and put on a Hawaii shirt. Yeah. Stanford plays at Hawaii. There you go, Jason. Get that Hawaii shirt from Homefield as well. I got a few uh, Hawaii apparel items from Homefield. Um, 
The next question, this is from Matt C., who I know is in the YouTube comments. He tweeted uh, this at me during the show. says, hope I'm not too late, and this is right for you, Will. I, I have very little to add to this one. Uh, I need to know from Will, in a nerdy X's and O's standpoint, why are pass defenses so horrible? Scheme versus <laughs> players, just not talented slash intelligent enough to play the scheme. Will, diagnose and solve Michigan State's pass defense problems for Matt C. And for the rest of us, please. We're begging you. I know Matt C is begging you. Matt, here's what I want you to do. I <laughs> me, want me or Matt you, C. Okay. All right. I want you to go find um, the drive chart, the play-by-play drive chart. Pull up your ESPN app. Go to Michigan State, Ohio State this past season. And um, look at the drive chart. Just look at the drive chart. You're going to notice – at a certain point, there's a switch, a stark change. Ohio State goes from, it goes touchdown, 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 touchdown. And then it goes punt, 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 punt. Okay? And I want you to ask yourself, Matt, what happened at that moment? Did the scheme change or did the talent discrepancy change? And that'll be your answer. I'm, I'm sad again. That is... What Marvin Harrison Jr. did to Chuck Brantley that night or, or that afternoon like, was it's like, what, what, what do you do? Like, that's a rhetorical they, and non-rhetorical question. Like, well, what can you do? Yeah, you just have, have guys who, who can't cover Marvin Harrison Jr. I just take the field with a baseball bat and try to break his legs. I, I, that's the only thing I could act possibly even <laughs> yeah. think of to defend that that day. That was, what, that was, yeah. a, uh, that was a Sunday player. Making a play against a a, a really a, a solid Saturday player, and that yeah. that was the difference right there, and that's what yeah. we're up against to go to national there's, supremacy. <laughs> there's um, there's just not a great amount of talent in the room right now, um, and the way so. it's played, like the the you can see they play a ton of off coverage, and they don't if when they do press if they play. Uh, like single high pass or they throw a zero blitz or something or even like a single high blitz where you're bringing five, uh, just an extra guy like it's hairy it gets hairy quick they get beat pretty like Chester Kimbra has gotten eat quick like it just it it happens quickly they just haven't had good enough corner play and in concert with that the pass rush has been just sort of like inconsistent i would call it it's not terrible um it's just sort of been inconsistent at times and so so any quarterback who has time and receivers uh any sort of zone drop uh the zone drops from the linebackers last year were consistently wrong bad mixed up they'd run into each other they'd run to the wrong spot they'd play run it was pass just all sorts of issues in zone um and uh, underneath coverage and so what you just end up getting is like a shell defense that's like okay let's try to not give up a touchdown and hope they drop a couple passes which is not great so no it, it isn't <laughs> it's, it's not fantastic um that's right uh, well that's right cj stroud and marvin harrison jr went to kyle mccord and reese stocksdale we can cover reese stocksdale baby Suck it, Reese. I know Reese is listening right now. That's right. Suck it. Uh, that's right. Uh, we could cover Reese. And they uh, stopped throwing it. Yep. 
That's right. Um, all right, so we got four more questions here. Uh, Doug writes in. This is a fun question for everyone. My question for tonight is, who is on your Mount Rushmore of Spartan sports, all-inclusive or by sport? Your choice. Thank you again, Victory for MSU. And at will, thank you for the name drop on the six. 420 episode of Locked on Spartans when Built Bar first became a sponsor. That wow. is incredible memory from Doug. I don't even remember what I had for breakfast this morning. He's remembering your ad read from June 2020. So uh, way to kill that one, Will. You're on fire. Do you want to bet first for your all Spartan Mount Rushmore, or am I the first one to dance here? Under so this is just all – is it sports? Yeah, sports. Uh, Michigan State sports. Yep. Okay. Yep, Spartan Sports so it was the question. Yep, Spartan Sports. Okay. Yep. All right. I got my four. I'm ready. I'm ready to roll. If, if you're not. Okay. I didn't pregame this one. All right. The one okay. I think is easy, and it's Magic Johnson. Yep. Okay. Yep. Two I also think is easy-ish, um, and it's not necessarily Magic's a lot of what like he didn't like he did great stuff and I'm you won a title but like he came. Urban Magic Johnson. Um, I think for like historical sports things, I'm going to put Kirk Gibson on the list. Oh, I like that. Okay. Yeah. Um, World Series champion multiple time and has like one of the most famous sports moments. Yep. In terms of like jaw dropping. Like we did, we weren't alive for it, but like I, I, even I know, I can't believe what I just saw. Right. Yep. It's absolutely mm-hmm. his- historic um can we do coaches sure absolutely yeah all right i would say yeah so. then is those got to be on there yep is those got to be on there so we got magic johnson kirk gibson tom Izzo. um shoot i know i know i know i mean duffy that I, I I had him on my honorable mention list. Yeah, I'm gonna, yeah I'll go with Duffy. And yeah. not like, yeah, they won, won a ton. And uh, I, the, the role he played in helping integrate major college football is, is certainly yeah. enough to get him on there. So, yeah, I'm going Duffy for sure. Yep. Um, God, that's, Thanks, that's so strong. Thanks a lot, man. Yeah, thanks a lot for watching. Gear, appreciate the comment. Th- thank you, everyone, for watching, too. God, especially yeah. watching all 90 minutes. Oh, God, you guys are sick puppies over there. But, uh, yeah, this is a lot of fun. Um, number one's Magic. Okay, that's Etsy. If you're leaving Magic yeah. off your MSU Mount Rushmore, I uh, would love to hear an argument as to why he would keep him off uh, completely. Izzo has got to be on there. I think that that's number two for me. I, I, Mateen, I think, is number three, uh, just the, the national yeah. titles. But then, it, like, it, it, like, there are 80 people that you could have for three and four, in, in my opinion. Um, yeah. And Mateen might be stronger than Gibby. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to have Mateen. Because his MSU is stronger. But like Gibson's, Gibson is like two sports. And like, I know it was. Yeah. Go on. No. And. Oh. So for four, I, I, I got. I, I've narrowed it down to two names for the fourth slot. Both might just be prisoner of the moment ish. Like we are going on 10 years now since this first guy played. And that's Connor Cook. It, like all time winning his quarterback <laughs> at Michigan too, State, uh, so that, that that's that that's one for my generation. Well, I, yeah, I I love Connor Cook more than so life I. itself. So, but well, so that that also, 
Oh, Connor Cook is oh God, that, that that is my white whale to get on the show one day, Connor Cook. So, um, and yeah, of course, it, there's a massive bias beyond that. I, the Rose Bowl was my senior year. Of course, everything they did after. Yeah, I don't need to explain Connor Cook. I'm gonna. Re- guys already know. I got I got a replacement for Gibson. Okay. Um, Matt Ishbia. That was the other name that I had. That was the other name that was on the outside looking in. It, it was Connor Cook or Matt Ishbia, the guy who's seemingly going to fund every single thing on this campus yeah, for the next Ishbia. Few decade. So, like, that that was my fourth guy that I was between. Is it Connor Cook or Ishbia? Or, honestly, if you really want to ask my personal thoughts, I just use all four heads on Kurt Cousins, personally. But we're going to have a somewhat serious dialogue about this. Um, oh, man. I... Biggie Mon's another good a good one suggested by Trevor. That's really and then good Joe Kearney, sure. who's that director who hired Ron Mason, Judd Heath, Coat, and Darryl Rogers. Yep. Strong. I, we're Good missing a big one too. There. Bubba Smith also, but Bubba, that yeah. uh, like that that yeah. has got to be a, a strong addition. So it, there's just way yeah. too many strong names, which is a good problem to have uh, in Spartan country. So that's that's where I'm at right now. Number one, Magic. Yeah. Number two, Izzo. Blair White. Three, Mateen. Blair White. That goes without saying. Um, <laughs> so, um, Max asks, can we get Will back more often? That's not a donation question. That's just a question we all have. Can we? You know what, Will? We're doing this every Monday night. Uh, if we just locked it in, guaranteed, actually. So sorry I'll come back. It. I'll I'll do a pot on football during football season. Let's go. We're we're so back. Curtis asks, my question is, what is your stance on Wolverine fans cheering on the Spartans in the tournament or any other circumstance for that matter? I'm a Michigan fan in Lansing, so. Thank you for uh, crossing enemy lines here to ask that question and for your donation, Curtis. Much yeah, appreciated here. We had a few Michigan fans donate, which is really nice to see. Sure. Um, yeah. And the, the of, you know, love from all communities has been fantastic. So appreciate if you're it. someone who's like, what was it? Like the state of Michigan man. Is that Terry Foster used to do that? I'm a state of Michigan so. man. Root for the both. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. That, that was, yeah. that was Foster. I think. If yeah. Serves um, yeah. It's not my way of doing it, but I try very hard to not judge how anybody does fandom. If you mm-hmm. want to paint your chest and be insane and jump through tables at a Bills game, great. If you want to watch one game a year and know the first name of like three players on the team and that's it, great. If you want to root for your team a little bit, root for local teams that you live near or your dad went to school there or your sister goes to school at Oregon. So, Oh, I kind of like Oregon football. Like that's fine. It's real. It doesn't bug me whatsoever. Um, I'm much more bugged by fandom policing than mm. attic, not uh, within these straight lines of fandom. Like you, you can venture around, you can like certain players, you can like a uniform. Like I, I really like Oregon football. I have no connection to Oregon football. Sue me. You're going to love my answer then. You're, yeah. You're, nothing gets me more irrationally irate yeah, than, those home, than, than those homes divided flag with like Michigan <laughs> and state down the middle. See them all over my neighborhood. See them in any neighborhood that you drive to in Michigan. Um, those grab my gears for some reason. I don't have a good reason for it. It, it is probably a very fun rivalry <laughs> like in the house. Like, oh, you have your team. I have my team. No, <laughs> pick a side and stick there. Um, but look, this is a question that's way different than if you would have asked this eight days ago, um, right? Because yeah. Yeah. what has happened this week? Okay, like for this tournament, Michigan fans rooting on the Spartans. Um, it should, you know, Michigan State makes a tournament. Again, don't want to jinx anything on this podcast. But 
yeah, yeah. Like there's obviously appreciation to that. Like, Hey, we got your back, but like in, in times past. And then eventually this, this will pick up again in the future um, where the rivalry will go back to what it is in football season and basketball season. But like, like when you have conversations with people, it's like, Hey, I'm a Michigan fan. Like, you know, you're on vacation, you're wearing a Michigan state shirt. You're running someone from Michigan. It's like, Hey, I'm a Michigan fan, but I root for Sparty when, uh, when you guys aren't playing us. <laughs> and then like, I'm just there like, <laughs> I know. And, it they're, they're, and then they're looking at me like, you're insane. and they're looking at me like, you're going to say you root for Michigan, right? <laughs> We're not playing. Right. That's right. Right. And like, I've had actually some people say like, well, you, you root for us. Right. Like, <laughs> oh no oh heavens no 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 no! if my own mother played for the university of michigan i'm still rooting against the university of michigan i will never root for you under any circumstance moving forward so no you're not going to get that energy bounce back what if your me, child but... plays sports at u of m go green baby let's go down no you <laughs> cannot uh, oh i can oh no i hopefully we don't have to run into this situation ever in life um, i hope we do yeah I, I, hope, I hope your kid is really a great really whatever athlete, whatever sport, and gets a full ride to U of M, and uh, that's where he wants to go. Sorry, I hope kid, that happens to you. Can't make the game. I'm busy. I got something going on. I got to – I got to clip my toenails. Then I'm sorry. I, I can't do it. So, um, But, no, like, look, so I, obviously different to see Michigan fans, you know, show their support for Michigan State um, around yeah. this week and in the upcoming weeks, of course. But – typically yeah okay that you were for us that's great thank you that's awesome we don't need it <laughs> we'll, we'll root for us uh so yeah, yeah. but uh Bilard says his mount rushmore msu mount rushmore's Derek nix that's the whole list um hard stop hard stop at Derek. Nix. Hard stop. That's good. <laughs> i like that um, i like i that. just wanted to real quick give it it's so quick uh Derek nix in college tried a for pizza that my brother was delivering to him autographs total violation NIL pioneer Derek Nix. Like NIL pioneer Derek NIL and my brother was like, no, I Derek need Nicks. money. <laughs> <laughs> United to. States currency. <laughs> this isn't my pizza, Derek. It's I, this is a hungry Howie's pizza. <laughs> Two more questions, Will. Thank you, everyone, for watching, listening, uh, donating. You guys are truly the best. Yeah, um, Hunter. I know. Oh, oh yeah, Will. <laughs> Hunter writes, my question is about retiring jersey numbers. When do you think it would be the best appropriate time to hang up the number five for Cassius in Breslin? As a follow-up, how about Kenneth Walker? Do you think he also deserves his jersey to be retired? And if so, when? Thanks for doing this and being a great voice during this difficult time. No, thank you guys. The community has been awesome. So thank you for all your comments um, throughout the week as well. So, um, God, so Cassius and K9, where do you stand on either of those guys? K9's an easy no as much as I love him. Okay. Um, As he was. If you're going to play at a school for one season and get your jersey retired, you need to win the national championship. And the Heisman. Um, and the Heisman. <laughs> like, and he did everything. He was great, yeah. and he should have been a Heisman finalist, and he should have finished third in the Heisman or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe if you like uh, an alternate timeline wins the Heisman and Michigan State makes the playoff, like, okay, we can talk about it because he won the Heisman. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just a no for me. Uh, it's hard to get in the ring of honor it's hard to get in the ring of honor yeah dude like i gotta retire connor cook before that c cook isn't up there right yeah Yeah. um easily gotta see cook before that and i got a handful of other names i gotta consider before kenneth walker um cassius cassius is tough man very you think they retire cassius 
I thought they would have done it by now, but it would have been pretty quick. They usually don't have that quick of a turnaround. Like Draymond, he had to wait almost a decade for his jersey to be retired. Um, there's there's another name off there. Shoot, I wish I had it in front of me. I'm sorry I don't have it. But, like, I had to wait a few decades for his number to get retired when it should have been um, a long time ago. I'll see if I can pull it up here. But Cassius, like, I think, like, look, answering these questions at right after senior year, it was like, oh, of course, definitely. Yes. But you could be, of course, prisoner of the moment. Yeah, and you're just so sympathetic to everything he went through, you know, his yeah. senior year from what happened at the start of the year with his brother to the, the tournament getting canceled, an unwritten ending to his book. So it's like, well, best consolation prize, retire his jersey. But even now, now we're, what, three years removed from that? Like, I I still feel like, yeah, I, I would retire his jersey, but that's where I don't I'd think lean. that I'm going to change. Yeah. I'm leaning. I'd lean that direction. Um it just it sucks he didn't have all his tournaments mm-hmm. because this could be a very easy yes had that tournament been played yeah um because that they were team was cooking he was incredible like the team that played ohio state on senior day like that team is the final four team and has a is one of the three teams that's playing the national cha- or like one of the three teams that you would bet on to be mm-hmm. the national champion. Sure. Um, we all know what happened with COVID. So I can't hold that against them. But I also like can't really, it's hard to credit them. So I'm leaning yes. Um, a, for his accomplishments, but B, just for like who he was and what we want like our athletes to be mm-hmm. in terms of leaders and representatives for the university. Like he was just the best, right? He was awesome. Um, and he was an undersized point guard who was athletically limited and you have no idea how he did what he did, but he just somehow Magic. Magic. turned himself into like the best basketball player in the Big Ten for two years. Um, yeah. and, I, and I just think like for retiring a jersey, there's got to be a little extra oomph to it, right? Like Draymond is like, bleeding green people will fight we will like, fights for on draymond's behalf at, at the on, drop of a hat yeah, yeah. about anything I, about anything maybe that's like the the requirement would you fight yeah. on this person oh, there it is it's that easy I think, yeah i i think i would fight on like i i've we've had plenty of, like people mm-hmm. say crap about cassius being not that good or whatever and it's just like no, i'll kill you I swear to God, i'll, I'll like, throw hands yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll throw some bones yeah. <laughs> so i i think i think uh i think cassius should go up yeah maybe in like you know two three years we can start planning it so do it while Izzo's still here yeah justin then brings up oh, uh, cassius deserves the luca garza exception clause for expedient jersey <laughs> retirement uh luca garza essentially got his number retired in the second half of his last game that was crazy but just to add context here, um, it's actually very. Um, what do you make? One fine. sweet sixteen? Not even. I thought. No, I, hey, I thought he made one. I don't think he did. I, I don't yeah. think he did. Yeah. Um, so, just for uh, reference here, Scott Skiles, his career ended in '86. His number was retired in '98, so that was more than ten years. Mateen Cleves graduated in 2000. 07 was his retirement. Steve Smith graduated in '91. 1999 was his. So, like, there are gaps here. Even Jay what Vincent. Jay Vincent uh, graduated in 81. He had to wait nearly 20 years, 1999, for his number to be retired. So, it, it yeah, it's usually like a eight, 
nine year gap. It can get up there though. So that's just frame of reference. It, it is, it's, it's not just rare for Michigan state to do it immediately. It just yeah, doesn't yeah, happen. Just so, but so I don't what know. Was Draymond, 10 years. Draymond was not, or Draymond was nine years. It was seven years. Sorry. Graduated 2012, December 3rd, 2019. Is oh, I thought he went up in 2020. Yeah, it was that. Yeah, it was the nineteen twenty season. Uh, I was there that night. That's right. MSU played Duke, and the game was over in forty seven seconds. Great times. Okay. But hey, the ceremony was cool at halftime. Trevor, that, so. Trevor, Tragic Johnson. He says uh, Tom didn't know what he had in Draymond. He kept calling him Tragic Johnson. Tragic yeah. Johnson's a compliment, baby. Yeah, yeah, it's like compliment, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Skiles was a stud. Loved when he called <laughs> shoulder fat boy. Skiles, my dad would tell me stories about Scott Skiles, and um, he I, I guess there was one game a at lot Aggie of people around... tell you stories about Scott Skiles, man. He yeah, was nasty. Yeah, I, I think there's one game. It was either at Mackey or Purdue was home, but like he was screaming at Gene Keedy, "Get someone out here who can guard me mid game," which is just <laughs> the the coldest line of all time. Get someone out here. This man is just begging for competition. Like, please, How I'm so bored out here. Skiles uh, was five, like five three, five three, uh, <laughs> but he was like six yeah. one, right? Like he wasn't a yeah, he, he was wasn't an a even guard. six. He was, he was an even six, I think. Yeah, yeah I think so. so. Like for him to like produce at the clip he did, and just like the career he carved out at MSU and in the NBA, like you know, like that dude is just an an animal. A dog. A dog. Aside from being like really good at basketball, he's psychotic. Right. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's that's well said. Uh well, we're at the end of the road here. We got the last question, and uh we're gonna end this one on I think uh, what's gonna be a heartbreaker for our guy Jaron here. Poor Jaron, thank you for your donation. I don't know if you're gonna like this answer. Will we ever see the newsletter return? I really well, enjoyed the post-game football breakdowns. I'm a very casual football fan, and the newsletter helped me learn more about the game in any way that was easy to understand. I totally understand if you're not ready to return to it. I just miss reading your content. And Jared speaks for a lot of us there. That was a great newsletter, but um, a lot of burnout with that, I, I would imagine, <laughs> goes without saying. Yeah. Um, you know, I had like a draft half written on the newsletter this yeah oh oh um he's back he's so back he's so back <laughs> let's go no it was like six and there was a lot of like uh i don't know there was some worrying about the program and mel tucker and like is this whatever oh was there oh yeah oh, i missed that okay did, what I did, like, it was just going to be a compilation. I actually made a Google sheet for this, and then that was going to serve as, like, the data basis. Um, and it was a list of every scholarship player that signed with MSU out of high school. So I filtered out transfers okay. in. And it was the recruiting ranking of all of them and where, the, where they all ranked and all that. And it was, like, of the 25 best guys signed – in the last since like 2007, I think of like the 25 best guys, like Mel Tucker had signed like 18 of them in three years. Okay. Okay. (laughs) And it was like the breakdown of, okay, here's who's playing for MSU. Like here's the average recruiting ranking of guys Michigan state signed that are playing. And it was like mid three star. It was like this recruiting class would rank 57th in the nation if it was uh, like the aggregate <laughs> ranking. So it was just spelling out like, Hey, 
it just like yeah they've missed Antonio missed on some guys uh Tucker didn't Tucker had a terrible first class Antonio had a terrible last class uh the 19 class right um Dobbs right the four stars just didn't pan out in 19 or 18 and it was just give it time because there's not a lot of talent recruited by Michigan State developed by Michigan State there was like none there was yeah yeah. I think they used two four stars. Or no, it was, it was Xavier Henderson and then Keon Coleman. And Keon was like 380 in the class. And he was underranked because he played at a tiny school. He should have been a two sure. four star. But it, yeah. like they had like two four stars, and one of them got hurt and missed like half the year. That'll do it. That'll do it's it. Almost, I almost, uh, almost newsletter. So never say never. No. It'll be, it, yeah, it's going to be free regardless if I do it again. Look at that. Well, we'll b- b- before we end here, um, I know we don't have a lot of people watching. We just got a few dozen, but really thank you genuinely to everyone that's watched, even if it was just for a few minutes. Um, this has been awesome. Will, thank you so much for coming up with this idea. This has been a lot of fun, nearly two hours of answering questions. Um, yeah, man, oh we, man, raised, do we, we, made, really we raised $1,000. Yeah. Uh, Gear wants to know, what is the best place to reach out to you, uh, Matt? Uh Locked on Spartans at gmail.com. Locked on Spartans at gmail.com. And it's, yes, yeah, genuinely appreciated. Thanks to everyone who donated. And I know a lot of people, even who didn't donate to us, have donated elsewhere and donated uh-huh. their yeah. to, their help, their whatever. There's a million different ways to help out. It's not just financial. So, yeah, we appreciate all you. And I think as tragedy can do, uh, it shows your resolve and your character. And uh, I think Michigan State. There's a lot to be proud of in the the way we've responded to this. Well said. There we go. Love you all. Even you, Will. Thanks, everyone. Especially you. That's right. You guys are all the best. Thank you so much. Go green. Until next time. Hey, you guys know where to find us. We got episodes coming out this whole week. So locked on Spartans. Uh, And hey, still continue to donate. Spartan Strong Fund. Love you all. You guys are the best.